Hey there, thanks for listening. Quick question for you. Did you know that the one rental at a time book self-published on Amazon was actually selected by Forbes Real Estate Council as one of the 15 essential books you must read before getting started in real estate? Quite the accomplishment. It's actually book number three. Go check it out on Amazon. One rental at a time, written by yours truly, Michael Z. Playlist where we review what's going on. Every day, Monday through Monday through Monday, I guess, 365, whatever it is, even Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, and what I want today to be about is, I don't know about you, but something I am starting to see, something I'm starting to feel is, I think single family homes and pretty much anything residential, so think fourplexes and below, I think we're going to see a surprise to the upside. I think values... Again, when I for this conversation, I'm talking the U.S. in total. <clears throat> and if you you know if you don't appreciate it yet, then seeing that is kind of like, well, okay. Uh, so we are going to talk national versus local. I do see some challenges in a few local metros, which we'll talk about, I guess. But this this call, this video is about you know what I think the national average for home values is going to rise more than expected. Morning, Josh. And the reason I say that is I'm starting to see a setup that seems very familiar to me, something we experienced in 04 and 05, kind of before the nuttiness of the lending, right? So I don't see any crazy lending standards going, but I do see I do see a very good setup for single family homes. And again, I think we're going to see a rise. So let me let me put some numbers on this and then we'll talk about why. I have seen ranges in 2020 for Hey, what's up? How are you? Uh, so I think what we're going to see, I think the average I've seen is about 4%. You know, talking heads on TV are calling home values to rise in America by 4% this year. And I'm going to come out and tell you that I expect them to be higher than 7%. And not quite double digits because we do have some metros like the Bay Area, SoCal, New York that are in trouble, meaning Manhattan, because those big markets are just frankly overpriced and unaffordable for the average person. But I think there's enough of the rest of the country that home values are going to go up 7% or more. And that'll be a surprise to the upside. And all these talking heads on TV will be just losing their mind. But here's the logic. Follow me on this logic and let me know what I've missed. Because, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. And so Texas is going to go up. Although you do have a challenge with some investors with property taxes. But I think Texas, meaning Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and, and all other cities will go up. Um, so follow this logic and tell me what, tell me if you're, you know, tell me if Texas is like this, for example. Supply of available homes, meaning stuff on Realtor, Redfin, Zillow, wherever, wherever you find your listings, they're at record lows. Not only at record lows, but when you start to divide the numbers, there's an overhang of, I'll call it luxury. I'm not sure what to call it. I call it expensive, but the market calls it luxury housing. That stuff is sticking on the market a long time. But anything at your median or below, for most markets, is flying off the shelves. Multiple bids, things of that nature. So supply of available homes is really low. And when you're in a good economy, the supply-demand imbalance means prices go up. I mean, that's economics 101, right? Next up, and equally concerning, at least as of January, 
new listings are down or yeah are down let's see spokane is going up yeah like Bozy. yes california california is in trouble you are absolutely correct josh especially the big cities in california like the san francisco bay area and, and socal um there's a lot of california that's still relatively cheap but the expensive markets are in trouble so back to what i was sort of getting to right so the listings are are down but then the supply of new listings are down. So when stuff comes off, it's not being replenished with enough new listings. So it's just like the pie is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because you're, you're selling stuff, but the new stuff's not coming on. So again, I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean to be simplistic, but damn, supply demand says prices have to go up, right? When the supply keeps shrinking like that. But here's another one, and this is why I think it's very 2004 and 2005, is I think lending is only going to get easier. I don't think lending standards are going to get easier, but I think more lending programs are going to come out, which is going to allow more first-time buyers. It's going to allow more millennials who maybe are carrying student debt or whatever to um, to get in the game, right? Maybe they'll r relax um, debt debt coverage or something of that nature. Debt is just, I think, I think prices have to go up because again, more lending programs, more people can get a yes answer from a bank into a market with no inventory and less coming. Again, supply demand. Here's a big one though, right? This daily financial news, I'm tracking two things. What's going on with the consumer and what's going on with the cost of capital because that's how I run my business. The consumer, phew, I don't know that they've ever felt happier. Right? They are very confident. The economy is good. Everything that was a problem the last half of the year, last half of 19 is gone. Trade war is going to be signed next week. Man, the consumer is feeling good, right? They are spending money. And uh, you know, we're getting to the point where, you know, the millennials, I think it's by 2021, are going to dominate the market and they've been holding off buying. And if they come in into an already supply constrained market, man, prices have to go up. Next up, the job market, right? The job market's been sub 4% 4 unemployment for freaking ever, right? Multiple years. So again, if you want a job, you can have a job. You want to change jobs, change jobs. And again, that's part of being confident, right? You, if you happen to lose your job because of whatever, you can go get another one. That's just more confidence for the consumers. Why? Because you're signing up for a freaking $100,000 mortgage and you need to feel like you can pay it back, Right? So again, they, they're very confident. Job market is strong. Uh, and then this all goes to confidence, right? The whole thing, the whole reason I track consumers and try to figure out if they're happy or afraid, right? Or greedy or afraid is because I'm trying to figure out how confident they are to say yes to a 30-year or a 15-year mortgage. And today, they're confident. And I think they're only going to get more confident. Unfortunately, back to point one and two, there's no supply. So if your market, right, wherever you happen to be listening to this, go look at the supply of homes below your median, right? If Dallas, Texas, just to pick Texas because it was brought up earlier, um, I don't know, what's Dallas? Probably 303, 305 for a median. You know, look below 305 and just track how much inventory is there. And if you can, go back and look at the last 12 months. My guess is it's lower. And if that's the case for any market, I think prices are going to go up. And again, I said 7% and I said above 7%. So let's see. 
And then the last thing to kind of point out is if we did have a job market to kind of hiccup, I think construction jobs are going to take up a lot of the slack because we are finally building enough homes. We're going to go over a million homes constructed, and that's just a lot of jobs, right? So again, these are very, very good. But there is some downside to this. Uh, as somebody who invested in a multifamily market where everybody was buying homes, that is a horrible time to own multifamily. Right? All these people on, on Facebook and YouTube and all these things talking about multifamily, bigger is better, 10x, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you, you are about to have significant tenant turnover. Uh, I remember a time where I lost tenants seemingly every month because they were buying their first homes. This was like 2006 and seven because everybody could get a yes answer, but that time is going to repeat itself. And if you lose tenants as a landlord because they buy their first home, your turnover goes up, and that's what kills multifamily. If you lose, if you're budgeting five percent turnover, morning, morning from uh, Mountain View, uh, uh, Despro, I think that says. I don't have my eyes in. I'm trying to squint to see it. Uh, so again. I think I think multifamilies in trouble. We've seen the collapse of cap rates, right? Cap rates can't go much lower. With cap, lower cap rate means higher value. This is this is the wrong time to buy multifamily. I believe there's a whole bunch of multifamilies that are overpriced, running on very very skinny expenses, and man, their owners are going to get hammered when people start leaving because they're buying homes. So again, if I was to talk to you, I would tell you there's nothing wrong with one rental at a time. Buying a single family home as a landlord. If you could only get to four, I'm on record, that will change your life. Especially when you can fix rate your debt 30 years. You can have somebody else buy your asset. This is perhaps the golden era of being a single family home landlord. Because frankly, multifamily is overpriced. It will change. It will change in the future. But right now, today... I wouldn't put a dollar in multifamily. I am on record selling apartments today because people are overpaying. But houses are great. And again, if you can buy houses in a market where where I think prices will go up 7%, that's a pretty good deal. So that's where I am putting my money. Again, I do this every day. And um, you can just follow along on this channel because I'll show you projects. I'll talk about things we're doing. And again, if you haven't got the book yet, do yourself a favor, read it because it will talk about 15 years of investing. Uh, it'll talk about the peak and the crash, how we survived, how we got around it, uh, when our move to multifamily because there was a time it made sense. And at the end of the day, again, I think single family homes are going to surprise to the upside. You heard it today. What is it like January 11th? This is now recorded so we can come back and make fun of me or we can come back and celebrate me in nine or 10 months when uh, the talking heads agree with us. All right, everybody, we will do another daily financial video tomorrow. Take care. Bye.